This is Checked In with Splash. Hey, y'all. It's Camille. Want to hear something kind of crazy? Almost exactly one year ago, we released our very first episode of this podcast, and we celebrated our very first Field Marketers Day, an official national holiday created by Splash. Seriously, the time has flown by, and I'm a big believer of celebrating milestones along the way. So for that reason, this episode is going to be a little different, but in a good way. We asked field marketers you might recognize to send in recordings of themselves to get their perspective on field marketing as it stands today, their hopes, worries, challenges, successes, all of it. Also, stick around to the end to hear about an extra special spooky Halloween-themed episode we've got in the works and how you can get involved. Okay, now let's hear from some of the most innovative field marketers around as they reflect on the past year and prepare for 2023. Hi, my name is Hannah Swanson. I'm head of field marketing at Truve, and I work remote out of my house in Rhode Island. In the last year, we've really seen the comeback of physical events, and it's looked a little bit different depending on where you are in the world, right? I think some areas were ready to come back sooner than others. And even still, in the end of 2022 now, we're still seeing some hesitancy depending on where you are in the country. So I think the hardest part of navigating that was understanding where we would be successful doing 100% physical events and where we would be successful with a hybrid or still virtual approach. And I I think the key to success there is really about having a healthy mix of all three, because you'll not only be able to reach a larger audience, but you'll, you know, host more inclusive events, regardless of the climate, whether there's a global pandemic or not. Not only does it make your audience feel better, it also is going to bulk up your funnel, right? Depending on the type of field events that you're doing, it can't hurt to always have more contacts and more people entering your marketing streams. But putting on the lens of a physical event, the biggest challenge is for me, we're definitely finding that sweet spot because I like to focus more on small format, one-to-one executive audience events. I think those are really successful when it comes to deal progression and you know bulking up your pipeline and helping sales close deals faster. Once I navigated that, what was really exciting was to see that come back to life and host those kinds of white glove experiences that people were missing and craving for so long when we were stuck in our houses through the pandemic. And I had a specific event with a previous company around F1 last year. And just to have a small group of people, right, 15, 20 people max, giving them a once in a lifetime experience and allowing my revenue team to connect directly with them was something that was so special. And I didn't realize how much I missed it until it was sitting right there in front of me again. My favorite part of field marketing, without a doubt, is the relationship building. And that goes for both internal and external. Internally, I have seen my career progress so much faster than I would have ever thought possible being in this role. Because the programs that I'm putting together, they're visible to more than just the marketing team, more than just the day-to-day crew I work with. They're visible to the executive team, the sales team, the partnership team, the product team, right? Because we're showcasing our product, ideally, in all these events. 
in some way, shape, or form. And because of that, I've found a lot of mobility in my companies because of the roles that I'm in. And that has been really rewarding to see. And, and externally, the relationships that we're building in the partner ecosystem, in the customer ecosystem, I've been able to do both field and customer marketing because I've made so many connections while at events and working with people that I probably would have never met if I wasn't in field marketing. And those relationships go beyond just a transactional relationship between you know my sales team and our customer and our products. So I have been able to network in such a major way that has allowed my career to just take off. On the flip side, aside from a selfish perspective, right? My favorite part of field marketing is watching the sales team being able to succeed and being able to put programs in front of them that they enjoy, they understand how to use, and is just a catalyst for them to get in front of the right people and close those deals. That is something that's really special because I am someone who loves to see results quickly and by putting meaningful programs out in the market, I get to watch that happen over and over and over again. And even if it doesn't work, I get to see what's not working, change it, experiment, test, whatever, and then try new things and always be open to that feedback from the sales team. And and building that partnership has really been a treat for me. And I'm excited to keep doing more of this. I feel like I'm, I'm really hitting my stride as a field marketer in the past couple of years. And it can only go up from here, right? <laughs> the way that I'm approaching field marketing in this year and the year following is all about scale. Recently, I just rejoined the startup environment coming from the enterprise. And I'm in a position where I need to lay the framework and put the processes together that are going to make field marketing successful at this company because I am the first in the role and I'm building out the function. What I do now will define the success and the efficiencies that we observe a year, five years from now. So everything I'm doing right now, while I'm in a position where I need to move quickly and put programs out into the market that the go-to-market team can use immediately and use to progress deals, I also need to think really strategically and take a step back and say, okay, slow down. What do we need to do? Why are we doing this? What needs to come in six weeks from now? What needs to come in six months from now? Whether that is putting software in place, putting just communication guidelines in place, making sure we're always on brand and that we're not putting a million different messages out into the market. We're doing everything with intention And that is a really difficult thing to do when you want to move really quickly. And I think that is what is the defining characteristics of field marketing teams that are really successful and field marketing teams that are working in the moment, trying to always be reactive to what they think the sales team needs or what they think the brand teams are going to want and understanding what the underlying needs actually are and how to build on those. So I am putting things in place like, here are the types of event programs that we do, and here's why we do them. We're not just going to every single quarter or every year start with a brand new plan just because it sounds fun, or we think it might be a great idea to go to the Super Bowl. So let's do it, right? There needs to be a reason that you would want to 
put your brand next to, say, a really high-end sporting event. And I think that's really important to have that understanding and not just go after the shiny objects. In the same vein, you know, having all of these plans laid out allows you to scale after the fact. And that's when that software and the logistics really come into place. Of course, I'm always going to say, I think Splash is great, right? And I'm not saying that just because I'm on the podcast. I'm saying that because I've seen this tool in action and it really does allow for scale. And that is the crux of everything for field marketing because we're not the just the core events team. We don't have the luxury of doing three big events per year. We have to do sometimes 300. (laughs) So we need to be able to move quickly, put things into market really fast, sometimes within the matter of weeks. And having the right tools in place to do that is only going to allow you to be successful in the long term. And your team needs to know how to use those tools effectively. So that way there's no pain points. So yeah, everything right now is only scale. And if we don't move really fast right now, that's okay because we know that we've got all the building blocks in place to be able to hit the gas in a few months. Going into 2023, I think field marketing is going to have to observe an approach of industry first. And I say that because I'm testing that theory right now alongside my team of going into markets that we wouldn't necessarily have a presence in before, understanding exactly who our sales team is selling to, not just from a persona, as in like their job role or their title, but understanding what industries are buying our our softwares and our solutions. So that makes my field marketing approach a bit different. And I think that could be super helpful to other field marketers to know. I dabbled in this a little bit last year with a previous company. And when that message is tailored specific to the industry that you're selling in, it lands a lot different. And it resonates with those buyers a lot more because it's tailored to them. Everybody wants a customized experience. So if you can customize it to an industry and have a few different motions for how you go to market, I think it's really significant. That said, I would tell anyone who is a field marketer or anyone on my team to make really good friends with your product marketing team. I think all too often field marketing and product marketing don't talk. (laughs) And I don't really know why, because we're all going the same direction, of course. But I think sometimes field marketers and I think a lot, you know, outside of field marketing, I think a lot of people on the marketing team don't always understand where product marketing fits into the funnel. So therefore, we don't always work with them. These people hold the keys to the castle. They can tell you everything about the competitive landscape. And that can translate to something as silly as who you want to have a booth next to on the expo hall floor, right? Or who your potential partners should be at for a regional field event, all the way to really nailing the message that you use to invite folks to an event that you follow up with to an event and even like what you put on your swag. So that's what I would focus on going into 2023 is changing it up a little bit, trying new things, going for the industry first and making sure that you are just really in lockstep with the product teams as much as you are with the sales team. I think you'll be surprised on the feedback that you get and the pipeline impact that you'll see. 
If I had to give another field marketer any piece of advice, I think there's a few things. First, make sure your process is written down somewhere, as uh, silly as that sounds. I think we are kings and queens of multitasking, and we think that we have it all together in our heads. And while I know that we all do, having something written down My personal favorite is a Trello board or a Notion board, anything that you can have like a very simple, here's what needs to be done, here's what's in progress, here's when it's done, and split those up by categories. It is going to help you so much. You're not even going to realize it. And then you're going to realize when either A, you forgot something, or B, where the holes are in your process. Especially when field marketers execute a really big, and meaningful event, something that they've been planning for months and months and months, the follow-up goes by the wayside. We jump on that plane home and it's like, it's done. We are, it is over. We're never thinking about it again. But really the most critical part of that event is in the follow-up and what you're going to do to get back in touch with all of the people that you brought together the day before. So make sure those processes are really well outlined and that not only you understand them, and the rest of your field marketing team, but also your sales team so that they know what to expect coming home from an event and in the planning process leading up to it. So that's huge. Get a project management tool if you don't have one already. They're mostly free and anything will do. Just put it on paper. I It's, it's the biggest thing I can urge you to do. And that also allows you to kind of always keep creating and iterating on those ideas and how you can do some process improvements. And while that's not the super fun and exciting part of this job, it is the necessary details that are going to make everything look that much better on the execution side. One last thing I will leave you guys with for this podcast is a small piece of advice. I think field marketers need to prioritize writing more. It is not something that comes across our desk as much as something like someone in content marketing, product marketing, whatever. We don't get the opportunity to write as much. We need to. We need to start writing more. If not for our current roles within our company, but for our personal brands, start writing on LinkedIn more. Use it as your personal professional blog or try your hand at actually writing for your company's blog and offering a different perspective. I think all too often people, they say to their teams or they say to themselves, I'm just not a good writer. And they pawn it off on their content people or their copywriting people. There is no excuse to not be a great writer. And it is going to really propel your career when you harness that skill. So practice. It's not gonna come naturally. You can't take a year off of writing and then pick up a pen and put it down on paper and say, oh my gosh, look, I'm a best-selling author and I'm going to get syndicated in all these blogs. You have to really practice and, and hone that skill. And I promise it's going to make a huge impact on your career. It's going to get you opportunities, add to your personal portfolio, and even make you more self-sufficient in your role when you don't have to go hit up a content person on your team to write your invites or write your follow-ups. You just add that much more value to your team. And it's one less thing for you to have to worry about getting bogged down in. So I really urge you to start writing, prioritize becoming a better writer in within the next year. And I, I think it's going to, you'll be surprised how much of a difference it makes. 
So yes, that is, that's my last piece of advice. I want to thank the Splash team so much for having me on this podcast and offering my thoughts. I think if I could have made somebody think about something a different way, even just for a minute today, you know, that's worth it. Otherwise, I just love talking about field marketing. And I think it's really good for us to share our thoughts and all become better marketers in the process. So thank you again. I am looking forward to the next one and hearing all of the other field marketing pros on this podcast. So thank you so much, guys. And we'll see you next time. Hello, my name is Anessa Rosenberg, Director of Marketing, NAM Field and Channel for a company called Veronis, headquartered in New York City. I actually work out of my New Jersey home. That is my work from home location. As far as what are the challenges from this past year as a field marketer, I would say the quick switch from the virtual hybrid model to in-person. I feel like that happened a little bit overnight. And so there were some budget constraints, prices went through the roof in 2022 for various activities, whether that be our giveaways to the venue themselves, to food costs. So all of that initially when we were planning for 2022 wasn't factored in. Successes as a field marketer, I would say the idea sharing. I think that community has grown so much, especially people being more remote. So I think everyone is a little bit more open to kind of share what they're doing kind of also commiserate on some things, but also on, you know, any wins that we all shared as as field marketers. We also are trying more of the ABM, ABX approach to our field marketing plans. So really working with our sales teams and figuring out the accounts that they would like to get in front of and how we could get them there, whether that's doing research along with the sales person and seeing what the interests are, what experiences would really get our ideal customer out to any of our events. My favorite part about field marketing is seeing what works best in different regions. I think it's so exciting seeing a type of event that works well in, for example, Texas that wouldn't really work in New York. So trying to look at that is always my favorite part of field marketing, especially if you're working on a global team. That's always different to the experiences that you could have in Paris, France, obviously wouldn't be the same as, you know, an event that you could pull together in San Francisco. So that to me is always great to see. I love when our field marketing team shares, you know, what they're doing in the different regions and the successes that they've had for events. Our philosophy and key approach in marketing for 2022 is really piggybacking off of the ABM approach and knowing your ICP. And that's ICP is the ideal customer profile. You know, a lot of the times you look at the events that are planned and sometimes they would look really great to our team, but that wouldn't really resonate with our ICP. So really taking the approach of what would work best for our customer and prospect, what content would work best, what experience, and really tailoring that to them. For 2023, really getting down to the basics of why people attend events why they're looking to leave their families for the couple of hours that they have for like, let's say happy hour or even midday, you know, leaving their home if they are working from home or the office to take in the content and the experience that you're trying to get people to. I think you have to really put yourselves in people's shoes and understanding why they're going to attend the events. I think also leveraging larger industry events to help push topics and agendas 
really is going to be something that we're looking to do in 2023. We know the larger corporate shows are usually well attended, you know, especially for our industry in cybersecurity. So really looking to see, you know, what gets people out there and leveraging that and maybe focusing on smaller events around those industry events and making sure that we could capture the people that attend those as well. I would say my general advice who plan and manage events is really to roll with the punches. We all know in event marketing and field marketing, things go wrong, things happen. You know, the way you plan things out, no matter how many planning calls, spreadsheets, different things that you send out, you know, things are bound to happen. So I think rolling with that and understanding that nothing is perfect, but in the end, it does come out on top. It just might be stressful in the beginning while you're going through it. And then also just to be nice, <laughs> I think niceness goes a long way, especially after the last few years that a lot of us have had and things that people go through, which is life. That would be my advice to all who plan and manage events. Thank you. Hi, my name is Michelle Rudlowski. I am Director of America's Regional Marketing for Enterprise and Commercial Segment. And I am based in sunny Southern California in the San Diego area. So I think some of the challenges really is just cutting through the noise and making content relevant to buyers. Some of the successes, really personalization and relevancy. I think that many marketers have had to take a step back and really think about how to create a more impactful experience for our customers and prospects. So truly just honing in on what they care about. It's not a one-size-fits-all. Again, it kind of goes back to cutting through the noise. It really has made us shift to this more personalized experience. When it comes to highlights, I really think sense of community. I've seen, I'm sure some of you have seen, unfortunately, people who've lost their jobs due to downsizing. But I have to tell you, the marketing community has stepped up in ways that I have never seen in past years. I've seen colleagues posting and advocating for their peers on LinkedIn who are looking for jobs. It's just been really, really amazing to see us all coming together, even for those people we don't know personally. So I think for me, it's really being connected to all aspects of the business, knowing the messaging, personas, data customers, working with sales, of course, and how it all comes together to impact the sales team. We truly need to consider ourselves revenue marketers and everything we do in the field and how it impacts the customer experience, but also how it will help the sales team achieve their targets. For me, it's definitely a positive growth mindset. If you're always thinking you're going to fail or afraid to fail, you will be missing out on what could be an amazing opportunity. It's okay to feel uncomfortable. It really is. But that is what makes us grow. And then you are going to look back one day and say, wow, I should be so proud of myself no matter the outcome. Being positive is just for me personally kind of threaded in my DNA, I think. A positive mindset is what will lead to your growth, both personally and professionally. Just take the time to listen, ask questions, be curious, and always take that as an opportunity of how you can use that for your growth. So I think if I can kind of make this into two buckets, one, I would say objective-based marketing. If you kind of go back to really thinking about as a field marketer, you really are you know, a revenue marketer. 
But before you execute anything, you have to take the time to put pen to paper or keyboard to screen on your plans. What is your goal? Why? What are you hoping to achieve? What will it take you to get there, et cetera? So that way you have it all mapped out for yourself and you can determine if your plans or programs were a success. And just think beyond registrations versus attendees as your metric. Think about who are my accounts I'm targeting? Who are the people? What will be the messaging? What is next for the people I'm bringing in? How will I continue engaging them? And how will I measure success? So really just objective-based marketing, I think, is really important. The second one being, you are more than just events. Events will always be a part of what we do as field marketers, but it is a tactic in the overall journey you are creating. You are accountable for helping build and accelerate pipeline for the sales team. I mean, that's big, right? The next big one is creating relevant experience for your customers and prospects and use data to guide your execution. Don't be afraid of data. It's your friend and it really will help guide you and building out your plans. So I think two important things to really think about as field marketers is going in with objective-based marketing and you are more than just events. It really is so special to get to hear from field marketers around the world who are digging in and doing the work. Thank you to everyone who submitted their reflections with us. We really appreciate it. All right, so the only constant when it comes to running events is that despite how well you plan, how perfect your agenda is, how locked down your speaker list is, hiccups happen. Things go wrong, and event professionals like us swoop in to, hopefully, save the day. We're preparing a special spooky episode dropping in October all about event horror stories and cautionary tales. And we want to hear yours, okay? So pull out your voice recording app, tell us your name, and record your story. You can send the audio file to podcast at splashthat.com. That's podcast at splashthat.com. And we just might feature you in this special episode. Alrighty, thanks for tuning in, folks. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, take care. Take care.